Welcome to BiPlus, podcasting for the BiPlus universe. I'm Elizabeth Meacham, and today we speak with Candace Kane about her work as a burlesque dancer and dance teacher and general artist. I've, I've seen some of your stuff. It's art. It's amazing. It is definitely an art form. Um, and it's athletic. Very athletic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about your background, where you're from. Well, Yes, you already told that my name is Candace Kane. Um, online, I'm more so known as Sweet Miss Candace because Candace Kane was taken, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, um, there is a lot that I do in the entertainment industry. I'm more so popular for my pole dancing and my burlesque dancing, but I also am an actress. I model, <clears throat> excuse me, I model, I sing. Um, I'm anything entertainment. I'm, I'm in front of the camera a lot or in front of a live audience, just trying to please the crowd and give them something other, you know, something to think about other than whatever daily dramas are going through. Um, I started teaching pole dance in 2013 and I started taking classes for pole dance in 2012. Only after a year, I became a teacher, and that was attributed to the fact that I've been a classically trained dancer pretty much my whole life, since I was like seven or eight. That's when I first started taking ballet dance classes. And then once I got good at just my ballet and jazz and modern dance, I would then go volunteer at my elementary school as a middle school student to help teach the younger kids after school dance. Um, so teaching has been something I've been doing since I was young. Um, and I, I just love it. You know, I mean, performing's great, but I think I prefer teaching more so because I have a more detrimental, um, effect to what yeah. I can help this people, you know, help these people accomplish, not just, you know, their physical being is going to be altered from the training that I'm putting them through. But mentally, I'm helping them understand how to learn. I'm helping them understand it's great to celebrate subtle victories and yeah. that what they're doing by even showing up and attempting it is such a thing to be celebrated because a lot of people don't even take the step to show up to a class. So Yeah, yeah. And it's something about passing on that bit of knowledge. I mean, what you do is... is um, so unique. I mean, there's just, you know, you learn something and you just don't want to be the, that to be the end of it. It's something passing on and you know what I mean? And that's the best age. Elementary school kids are great. Yes, they really are. Definitely. Most definitely. It's, it's a blessing. You know, I feel that our existence here on the planet is to enjoy ourselves and make a mark positively for the future. So, you know, I'm definitely good at enjoying myself. I know how to take time to, you know, go to the spa and get my massages and all that and go to the beach. But outside of that, I love being able to help other people overcome whatever issues they may have through the art of dance. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, tell us a bit about burlesque dancing, what it is and how it differs from other forms of dancing. Burlesque dancing, to me, is the art of stripping off your clothing in a way that celebrates the woman's body or the performer's body, because we do have boylesque dancers as well. 
So it's a celebration of the body in a fun and flirty way of stripping down to make people get excited over the next layer you're going to take off while doing it in either a very sassy and sexy way or even comedic way, keeping the audience engaged and on their seat, ready to see what the next thing you're going to do is. Um, some people have put the, the, some people have said that burlesque isn't a real dance or art form and that quite frankly, I find that offensive because yeah. not everyone has the balls to get up there and do it. So yeah. unless you try it, don't knock it. Yeah. Um, you know, people are like, well, you just walk around and take your clothes off. And I'm like, no, not no. at all. There's, there's an art to it. There's, there's a passion that I have when I do it. There's a, a, a playfulness that I have with the people that are in front of me that they get to experience versus just being off on a stage somewhere far and they're watching me like the shows yeah. that I am a part of I'm able to be more interactive with my crowd mm -hmm. so I'm able to go through the audience and so they can see me up close and personal and you know see all the bedazzled jeweled mm -hmm. corsets that I'm wearing and such so I think that burlesque um is something that has been so popular over such a long period of time that it's not really going to go anywhere anytime soon um, I mean, that's why it's been practiced for years and years. You look yeah. at online on YouTube and you can Google, you know, vintage burlesque and you've got it going from like, even before the fifties, you know, like yeah. classic flapper it, dancers. Where does it come from? Does it come from flapper dancing or is it? I would that? assume so, but I actually haven't done the, uh, digging into the deep depths of the origin of burlesque yeah. dancing, which now I feel like I should. Thank you for <laughs> no. putting, me, uh, putting that uh, in my brain. Yeah. Um, I would assume that it probably came from back in the day when the girls would try to perform or dance for a lot of the soldiers to keep up their morale. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that's actually um, how some pole dancing began in really? like the modern terms that the women would go to their camp tents and they'd mm -hmm. kind of hold on to like the the middle tent okay. stick and kind of dance using that um not wow. necessarily doing tricks on it but holding on to it and like you know yeah. walking around it and whatnot so um i feel that that probably went hand in hand at some point with the burlesquing so i don't think that like stripping in the common sense was what was done back then as we yeah. know it now yeah yeah and it's burlesque is a little different than just like uh dancing in a strip club where you're not really you've got pasties on so it's it is a tease it really is a uh you know more um uh, of a slow tease than a quick fix you know what I mean exactly I'm not, not just like okay yeah. and here's boobs I'm gonna make yeah. you wait for it I'm gonna make you yearn it I want to yeah. see that anticipation yeah. from you and I want to see you getting excited and yeah. I want to be excited you know it's, and it's, sometimes it's if I feel like they're not ready I won't I won't do a reveal yet I'm like okay I'm gonna wait till you guys cheer a little bit more because yeah. I'm about to do something that's gonna blow your mind all right <laughs> how, long did, how long does it take you to set up a set like to like do you practice a set before you do it or is it kind of improv or what do you do i have general points in the music that i know i'd like to hit at certain you know times so depending on the gig and the location if i'm just on a stage i'll have my whole choreographed routine 
as planned. Mm -hmm. If I have a place where I'm actually kind of working throughout the crowd, visiting the tables and such, I'll, you know, be more playful with those people and a little bit more on the freestyle end. However, once I hear these certain parts of the music, I'll make sure to hit my points and my choreography and my dance moves and then carry on to just freestyling around the people. Um, I feel that when it comes to choreographing burlesque, it's more so about the, the way that I'm taking off the clothes. So, you know, instead of just, you know, unstrapping my bra and like taking it off how yeah. you would after a long day, which, yeah. I really, Oh, that's such a great feeling. Um, it's, 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 you know, maybe I'll just let this one strap hang for a little bit on my yeah. shoulder and then I'll do the other strap and let it hang there for a second. Yeah. And, you know, and then I'll, I'll unhook the back, but I'm not going to take it all the way off yet. I'm just still going to hold the bra to my boobs because yeah. I'm not ready to let them show. You know, yeah. I might give you one little peekaboo of one and then put it back. Then I maybe yeah. a peekaboo of the other and then put it back. And then once I do take the bra off, my back's to you. So you can't even see still. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's levels and layers of playfulness with it. And where did you learn all this? I mean, how did how did you go from jazz dance to ballet to, you know, burlesque where did you learn pole. to burlesque dance? I mean, you talked about you took a pole dancing class, but. Um. So I have always been interested in any type of movement and dance. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until that I, uh, it wasn't until I started taking pole dance classes that I actually got in tune with my own sexuality and sensuality as far as movement is concerned. Mm -hmm. I, as a child, developed very early. So I was very large breasted as a young kid. Mm -hmm. And I tended to cower from that because I didn't like the attention that I was getting, yeah. especially from older men who had no business trying to talk to me as yeah. like a 14 year old. But you know, when you're 15 with double D tits and you look like a grown woman, you yeah. know, people are going to try yeah. to shoot their shot. Um, so once I started taking pole dance classes, I started taking like some of the exotic classes and the exotic movement classes that were outside of the pole just to get comfortable with, you know, touching myself and, you know, being able to, express um sensuality and exude this level of confidence that i never had before um one of my good friends her name is egypt black nile she's a very famous burlesque dancer and i've been fortunate to know her she was actually cool with my mom back in the day so um I've known her and seen her career and been so inspired by her movements and her dance. And I've taken some of what she's done and make it, made it my own as well as infusing other art forms um, into my craft. So when I do my burlesque, I'm more of a acrobatic dancer style. And I say that because not all burlesque dancers consider themselves standard dancers. Um, and I feel like that's what sets burlesque apart from other forms of dance, because you don't necessarily have to have a super strong, uh, body. You don't have to have incredible flexibility. You don't have to have, uh, you don't have to be able to do like, you know, triple turns and leaps and jumps or any of that really, you know, there's some burlesque dancers that barely get off the ground. You know, they'll, if they're getting off the ground, it's to climb up on top of something and continue dancing. Um, but it's still entertaining and it's still a form of dance. So, you know, it is what you make it. And for me, I'm, 
I like to infuse more of the acrobatic style because mm-hmm. I like to show off the skills that I've been working so hard at. Um, and it's also just another layer of excitement for my audience. You know, they don't expect somebody to go and do a handstand and walk in the air yeah. mid for less routine. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you said you don't have to be super athletic because I watched one of your videos. Um, it was a really great routine. You are super athletic. <laughs> like, <laughs> you must work out a lot. I don't know, but it was, it's probably the dancing. I mean, dancing will do that. Eventually you start, you know, uh, developing your body because you're moving all the time, which is exactly, really you know, I, um, I was just speaking with my husband. I am married and I told him I should cancel my gym membership because I've had it all last year. And I probably mm-hmm. showed up maybe three times. Yeah. I'm paying these people for no reason. Yeah. I, what I do is so physically demanding. I don't need to lift weights, yeah. especially as a teacher of pole dance. I, I'm often spotting and holding up my students until they figure out what they're doing. Um, yeah. And a lot of my students are not my size. They're, they're mm-hmm. taller, they're larger, they're bigger, um, they're heavier. And I feel like I don't need to lift lift weights I love students you know yeah yeah people (laughs) people, yeah you talk about the pole dancing a little bit you um you teach pole dancing classes and but it's only to women right and it's kind of a way to for women to help get in tune with their touch with their their own bodies not necessarily um Depending on the studio, some studios prefer just to have women or women presenting people only. Other studios are open to anyone who's wanting to learn. Um, it just, you know, depends on per studio and whatnot. But like I've taught men, I've taught women, um, I've taught children. I've, like I have a family who comes to LA every so often and when they're in town, they'll, it's a mother and her two daughters, they'll take lessons from me. And her kids are, um, I think like one is five and the other one's eight so you know it's a family affair and i love it and you know Mm -hmm. this family from japan that comes over and like learns from me so that's pretty cool um pole dancing is literally for anybody who wants to learn it it, whether it be you know man woman child whoever um you know non-binary it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. so long as you have the gumption to learn then you can go ahead and do it um even as a professional like a lot of people in my field that are more known are in their 40s they're traveling and they're performing and they look great and they are so inspiring um to someone like myself who's not quite there yet in my you know years of age yeah uh for one it gives me hope that what i'm doing has longevity yeah and that i'm still going to continue looking amazing so long as i continue doing this craft so that's a good thing you know um i don't know i mean yeah you look great but i have a feeling the way you dance think i you know when you talked about larger people and doing burlesque it's like yeah it's it really makes you own your own body you practice that enough and dance enough, you're going to like the results no matter what your shape or size is. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever you're going into some type of dance or creative, you know, work, the last thing you should be focusing on is your physical body. I'm, you know, what I mean by that is like how you move your physical body. Yes. But like how you actually look, 
that should have nothing to do with what you got going on. Um, One of the things I hear a lot from some of my students is like, I'm too big to pole dance. I'm like, you haven't had my class yet. I will prove you wrong and I will show you that you're able to do these things. You know, you may not right off the bat be able to go upside down and, you know, hang from one leg, but you work up to it. And same for me, when I first was introduced to pole dance, even though I was still fit, when I first got into pole dance, I was training like weight training and lifting and all that. So Mm -hmm. yes, I was strong, but I wasn't as flexible and I didn't have the technique. I just had no knowledge of it. So I looked a dang fool trying to get on this pole. I was running at it and jumping on it and ended up with so many bruises. And um, it just, over time, I got used to it and I realized instead of just throwing myself at this thing, maybe I should try to actually lift myself and, you know, think more cautiously about how I'm going to wrap my body around this so that I don't hurt as bad. (laughs) Yeah. Technique makes a huge difference with anything. I imagine that's the same with the pole workout because that looks like a workout. Uh, Oh, yes, (laughs) it is. I've been looking at your Facebook. You had a pole dancing clip there. It remind me of gymnast in India who do the flagpole stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Uh, I, I believe it's called Malambak. Um, yeah, I think it's like Malambak, and it's a sport. It was, to my knowledge, it's like almost like a coming of age for men. The the oh, young wow. boys would train, and it shows like their agility and their flexibility and their strength to be able to find balance and solace on this wooden pole essentially and be able to do these strength feats and tricks and whatnot so that's what you were doing up there (laughs) it was like wow that is so cool and just learning it um and practicing it and the just what the human body can do um yes it just and and it was so beautiful i mean just the art form of it all is is so cool and i've seen the guys do it same thing it's you know it's the other thing too um watching your dancing it's coming from the inside of you. You're expressing yourself and it's not just getting up there, like you said, and taking off your clothes. It's a mini celebration. You know, when I'm on stage, it's, it's a culmination of all the work that I've put into it. And Mm -hmm. it's finally getting the validation of the audience um, about the the work that I've done and, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing them cheer and seeing them being silent and in awe even even if they're not cheering but with their jaws are dropped and they're just looking at me with these big old eyes like yeah. wow you yeah. know like i love that and it's it's a good feeling because i know that at that moment they're not thinking about any other stress any other yeah. drama in their life they're just in the moment living and if i can help other people just be in the moment more i'm going to yeah. try to do it yeah definitely and that's what entertainment's about right it's about forgetting the world and just enjoying yourself in the moment. What do you hope people bring away from your your classes? I hope that once people take my class, they're able to understand what it is to learn. I hope that they're able to gain some confidence, not only in their ability to practice the skill, but in their own body's ability to learn and practice. Mm-hmm. You know, some people... Like I said before, they have misconceptions that, oh, I'm too big, or I'm not strong enough, or I'm not this, I'm not that. And it doesn't matter what you're not. Mm -hmm. It's about what you are when you show up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to learn about yourself, you know? Right. As much as we like, or excuse me, as much as we don't like being put in the box, we often Mm -hmm. put ourselves in the box. Oh, yeah. 
our own worst enemy, right? Yeah. Yeah. How does your experience as a bisexual woman, specifically a bi woman of color, how does that help or hinder you in your performance? I feel that I have lived through experiences being a black woman, being a bisexual woman, being a woman whose work is more so based in the exotic world, mm -hmm. that it has made me a stronger person that I, you know, today. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I've worked in a lot of LGBTQIA spaces. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the clubs that I've go-go danced at throughout my years have been for our people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not seen as disgusting or anything weird or yeah. out of the form because yeah. to the masses, I just fit along in with them. Yeah. Um, I feel that I am very fortunate and I don't think that many people uh, could be in my position and I don't know why, but I guess people just really like me. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but it's like, I don't have too much drama in regards to my sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, every now and then, you know, I'll come across some racist comments. But outside of that, I'm very fortunate that I don't have any negative issues surrounding the fact that um, I'm in the, you know, a, I guess you could say adult industry or yeah, sexual industry. Yeah. Um, if anything, I've made it a point as a teacher to, you know, make sure my students are comfortable because I am vocal and open about being bisexual. And a lot of my students do follow me on social media. Mm -hmm. So I don't want them to feel as if like I'd try to hit on them or oh, yeah, be any yeah. type of yeah. you know disrespectful to them or yeah. you know I just I I do my best to like not make too I mean I'm a very yeah. jokey person I'm always cracking jokes and sometimes the jokes I make are a little you couldn't make it in a oh, normal color. classroom <laughs> but in a whole class you can get away with it you know yeah um yeah. so you know I I have to try to curb my enthusiasm a little bit so that yeah. you know I don't make anyone feel awkward um yeah but a lot of times I've noticed even in like just straight women who come to class, they're very handsy with their other like friends in class and girl mm -hmm. students. And, you know, they want to do sexy doubles together and such. And I'm like, oh, you guys are so cute. Like, that's cool for performance, but I do that for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think dancing helped your confidence as a bisexual woman and as a black woman? A lot of that confidence has been instilled by my mother. She is like the most confident woman I know, and she is so strong, and she has taught me so much, especially with the fact that we cannot change people's mm -hmm. perception of us. We could only control the way we react to other people. You know, people yeah. are going to do and say what they're going to say, but it's up to you to decide how you want to, you know, go forward from that. Um, yeah. as far as like holding grudges or being angry at people for saying or doing what they do, my mom would say, it's like holding a hot coal in your hand. The longer you hold it, the more you're going to burn. You just got to yeah. throw it away and yeah. let it go. Yeah. And so I feel that anytime I have come through like adversities as a dancer or being looked over because I'm not dark enough yeah. or not light enough, which is like, wow. And, yeah. I've, I've had some issues of that. Um, 
you know, I just kind of just brush it off and I'm like, well, uh, clearly it's not meant for me and I'll find where I am meant to be. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking to open every door and assume that this, because it's open, it's for me. Sometimes you go in a door, it's open, you turn right back around because you yeah. realize, oh, this is not what I was thinking. So it's yeah. okay. Um, and, you know, you just, I've gone through things where I've learned and certain accidents have happened and um, I've gone through injuries and have had plenty of time to sit and think about all the times that I took for granted yeah. that I didn't go out and dance when I'm stuck, you know, at home yeah. after a knee surgery. And I'm like, well, dang it. But at least I am able to still dance today. So, you know, it's temporary downs, but once you're able to just appreciate and really get down and understand that everything takes time everybody will have their own opinions. You just have to forge your own way and be confident in yourself to know that whatever can be thrown your way won't really even affect you, you know? Yeah. And if it does, let it, you know, take its time, think about it, ingest it, and then move on, digest it. Yeah. Ingest it and then digest it and then move on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Moms are great. I love my mommy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mom's the best. She's the most supportive mom. Actually, I was hanging out with her last night. I was celebrating one of my friend's birthdays and she came out and hung out and she was so excited that he even invited her to come hang with the young ones, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's great. So she knows you do the dancing and everything. And what does she think yeah. of all that? Um, my mom thinks it's awesome. I feel like she lives vicariously through me. Um, mm -hmm. And she is incredibly supportive when I say incredibly supportive I mean it like she'll show up to my burlesque shows she'll help record them if I need someone to tape them she'll show up to my pole dance events my competitions even when I'm go-go dancing um I'm pretty sure there's been one night where she showed up to like one of my more exotic events before yeah with, like a girlfriend and you know they were like tipping me and stuff it's like oh yeah yeah that. this that's is pretty cute. cool that's a good relationship that's yeah. So how hard is it to educate and change um, the stigma around dancing that you might encounter? Well, it's less of an ew when I say I'm a burlesque dancer. It's more mm -hmm. so when I say I'm a pole dancer, they're like, oh, you're a stripper. I'm like, not exactly. Yeah. Like, well, what do you mean? Like they just, they only associate, at least the small minded folks only yeah. associate pole dancing with strip clubs. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, a lot of people, that's the first time they ever see a pole dancer is in a strip club or on television or in movies, usually in a strip club setting. So um, people are just unaware and uneducated at the fact that there are such classes that offer pole dancing for people not even wanting to be professional. Mm -hmm. I'd say a good percentage, I don't want to give out the exact number, but I'd say well over 50% of the women who are currently taking classes for pole dancing and such aren't trying to be professional dancers. They're not trying to be professional strippers. They're mm -hmm. not trying to be anything other than themselves yeah. getting better and getting stronger and getting more in tune with themselves and, you know, maybe even performing for their partner uh, yeah. if they so choose. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I feel that like, as far as breaking the stigma, I, I, I offer a class at a bar that I work at in West Hollywood. The bar is called Flaming Saddles. I know that there's one in New York as well. Um, it's very different from the one in LA where I am. And I had spoke to management about 
offering a free class there every Tuesday night Mm -hmm. to allow people to have something other than just hanging at the bar and drinking, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, something that was going to be more positive and help inspire and help people open up to the idea of other forms of fitness. So I have three hours every Tuesday from 7 to 10 where anyone who walks in the bar, if they're wanting to learn something, I can, you know, have them sign a waiver and bring them up on stage and show them like, you know, basic beginner moves and, you know, some spins. And it makes for such a fun night because you get to do something you didn't expect to do walking into a bar, like getting up on stage. Normally they're, the security wants you off the stage, but on this night, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's great because I've had students, I've been doing running this class for about two and a half years, almost three years now. And I've had students who never touched a pole before, had never had any interest in pole dancing. They've walked in, they started training with me, and now they've started taking actual pole classes at studios studios, and have gone on to compete in amateur competitions. And it's, it's great because, you know, I don't think like, had I not had that class, they may not have had the opportunity to do that. And so I feel like I've like changed the trajectory of some of these people's lives. And I look at them now and they've gotten more fit. And I'm not saying that like fit is where you need to be, but I'm definitely going to celebrate when people get like the results that they're looking for. Yeah. Well, and fit, fit is different to to different people. You know, your fitness goals are going to be different than mine. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, but uh, you know, it looks different. You can be um, a heavier person and still be fit. Exactly. Know? So it's, it, it's about, it's more of a, um, mindset than people think it is. You know, you just gotta, just gotta take care of yourself. Whatever that looks like, that's up to you. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, I was going to ask you something else. I will. I, I know that there's something I want to say mm-hmm. as far as when you're a bisexual woman who's married Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, both the LGBTQIA community and straight people will assume that you've chosen a side. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that that is not true. (laughs) It's not, you know. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing. Just because I married a man doesn't mean that all of a sudden my attraction to women disappeared. That's right. I tell you, when I'm out with my husband, who actually go-go dances with me, sometimes we'll be on stage together. Uh And... I'll look over at a girl, be like, you think she's cute? He's like, nah. And I'm like, bruh, she's adorable. What do you mean? And then he'll be like, you think she's cute? I'm like, where's the rest of her? I can't, I can see through her. It's, Uh I chose a person, not a, a team, you know? Exactly. And if I were in a woman, a relationship with a woman, um, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a lesbian. I still chose a person outside, you know? Exactly. It, you got it. Yep, it is so hard, is. though, because I think you do get taken less seriously. Thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate that uh, as a married bisexual woman myself. And then I, the older I get, the more I get pushed in that, you know, I think if you're older, oh, well, you know, bisexual, what, what does that mean for an older person? You know, <laughs> and I'm just noticing that this age is because older here. people all of a sudden just lose attraction well, to everyone. Yeah, that is yeah that's right. And there's, there is this idea that, you know, you get older and you're just not interested in sex or you're not interested. Even if I wasn't interested in sex, I'm still attracted to people. There's right sex. Mm-hmm. But, but. You know, that's one thing. Like when, when I came out to my mom, I was fairly young. I think I was like 
I don't know, maybe nine years old when I told my mom I had a crush on this girl in oh, school. Wow. And um, uh, my mom has since changed her views. But at the time, she's like, well, you can only be bisexual if you're having sex. It's in the, it's in the word, bisexual. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess not, because I wasn't doing the do yeah. at that age. Um, but I knew that I had these feelings and they never went away. And then, you know, I had girlfriends and I still wasn't having sex, but you know, yeah. we were holding hands and kissing mm -hmm. and spending time with each other. And that was mm -hmm. my girlfriend. And, you know, then there was another one, then another one. And then, okay, there was a boy here and there, but you know, yeah. um, as of now though, I feel that, or, you know, she's since changed her views because even asexual people can be considered bisexual just because you don't want to have physical yeah. connection with somebody doesn't mean that you're attracted to yeah. uh, you can't be attracted to these people yeah. you know a lot of people are attracted to the mind and yeah. like just the conversation and like the way a person makes them feel outside of physical connection so you know to to say that all of a sudden because we're married means that we've chosen a side is just so wrong and um not yeah. also another misconception is that you know all bisexual people are like into polyamory and yeah. you know they just want to have their cake and eat it too and i'm like that's fine some of us yes some of yes. us like to have both yeah. options at all times some of yeah. us are just comfortable with having our one partner and like let that be that and you know our mind will wander and think and yeah i mean if you look at my web browser it's not straight people that i'm looking at we'll just yeah. say that yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> I have an outlet. <laughs> you know, it's I, I find that, that that's the case. And I used to when I came out to people, but I'm but I'm very monogamous and have stopped doing that because honestly it's none of their business. Right. If we are at church, I don't care. You know, it's so funny your mom said that about the word bisexual, because it's also in heterosexual. Doesn't mean you're gonna have sex with people before you you know. Very yeah, true. You don't have Very to have sex true. to be heterosexual. You don't have to have sex to be homosexual. But if you're bisexual, you got to have sex? No. Apparently so. You know, they think that we're the, the most freakiest of them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I feel that uh, my mom was a young mom. She had me 11 days before she turned 18. Oh, so wow. we yeah. grew up together. Yeah. Um, and I just attribute that to just she wasn't aware. And yeah. now she is. Oh, yeah. We all grow up. In the world wasn't aware. It, the world has changed, which is good. So where can people find your work? Where do you work at? Um, like clubs and do you have, what do you have coming up? And then anything else you'd like to discuss? I am a resident burlesque dancer at the Next Door Lounge in Hollywood, California. I perform there every week or every other week. And you're always able to find where I'm performing through my social media. I have my Instagram, which is at Sweet Miss Candice, and um, my Facebook, Candice Kane. You can find me there. I also go go dance at two other places in Los Angeles, one in West Hollywood, and that's called Flaming Saddles. And I also perform at a straight event, mostly, at, you know. Mm -hmm. Not in West Hollywood, I should say. And it's uh, a hip-hop night that I go-go dance outside of pole dancing. So when I'm in West Hollywood at Flaming, they have a pole there and they have ropes and I'm able to swing about and climb up to the ceiling and say hi to people on the second balcony. And um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, either way, whenever I'm on stage, you're guaranteed to have a good time because I'm having a good time. And, you know, sometimes it's great to enjoy people enjoying themselves. Just saying. Yeah.
outside of that, I am a producer of a show called Pole Candy, a fashion show, which will be happening in the fall. This will be the second year it's going on. And it's something that I created because in the pole dance community, there are several different brands of clothing, but there isn't necessarily like a one-stop shop, which would be mm. great because there are so many different styles of pole dance clothing out there uh, that it'd be a better way for people to see what they really have available to them. So my fashion show, Pole Candy, a fashion show, features athleisure, features classic wear and performance wear. So if you're into the more strappy, glitzy, glamour outfits and whatnot, you can see it there. If you want the more conservative, just, you know, some shorts and a sports bra, but make it cute, you mm -hmm. can see it there. If you want the, what I like to wear before I even get to class, the sweats and the joggers and like the cute pole yeah. tanks that have, you know, funny sayings on them, you got it there. So I'm very, very pleased with that. That's my, 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 my number one project right now. And I'm looking forward to the second show this fall. I like the idea of a fashion show you know it's it's good to know i mean even if you're not dancing um in that sense some of that stuff's good in the bedroom you know <laughs> it's just exactly yeah. exactly you know and like the the a reason why i decided to do a fashion show because yes you can go online and look at their lookbooks for all these different clothing companies and brands yeah. and whatnot but my idea to bring it to the physical form was to show the functionality of the outfit like yeah. look i can spread my legs and my lips aren't falling out yeah. look i can turn around real fast and you're not going to see a nipple unless i want it to be shown you know yeah so, yeah that's a lot of common concern when you order things online and you're not able mm -hmm. to actually see it and in, in your hand and touch it and feel the material yeah. and you know because unfortunately um a lot of pants for instance or shorts the crotch of them are just so thin and not all of us yeah. can fit in that little line of what's down there i'm like right. you know especially, or that is right there you know right just right like, you too, know especially for us who are doing such athletic feats and flexible things when our legs are spread open yeah. you know it makes everything spread so you now yeah. we've got a thong going at the front and that's just not comfortable and it's unsightly for some yeah <laughs> it's showing a little more than we want yeah exactly that's all um, we have for today I thanks think. once again to our guest candace kane for joining us i'm um, very happy to have been here to speak with you oh me too this was enjoyable you got to come back sometime <laughs> definitely definitely i'm only a phone call away girl all right all right <laughs> remember there's a whole by plus universe ready to embrace you reach out and find your community Thank you.